Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the American Variety Network, live exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, the cuckoo, crazy Italian-American, a.k.a. CIA Alice Cardinelli, and tonight I am happy because I am doing one of my personal favorite radio show styles of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, I, CIA Alice Cardinelli, present to you Q&A with CIA right here on the American Variety Network. You know, when I first started podcasting on the Chef Cardinelli cooking show, I thought that a Q&A would be a great invention for a podcast, and I have to admit, I stole the idea for Q&As from my cooking show. Back when I had the Chef Cornelli cooking show, I did a, a cooking and baking Q&A, and that was rather successful. I've had people call in and email me questions for cooking and baking, but I thought one topic is not really fun because not everyone's going to have a question on cooking and baking all the time. And that turned out to be true because on all my Q&As on the Chef Cornelli Cooking Show, a lot of them did not have any callers. They all had emailed questions. And I saw email questions are fine, but I also want to get some live callers. And not everybody is big on cooking or baking, and I know that not everybody cooks. So I figured, you know what, I have a network of shows now, so why don't I do a Q&A that covers everything, all right? And that's what we're going to do here. Now, the Q&A with CIA, myself, is going to air once a month here on the American Variety Network. It's going to air every Saturday, or excuse me. Let me rephrase that. It's going to air one Saturday a month, so it's going to be a monthly series that you're going to catch here on the American Variety Network one Saturday a month. All right? Now, this Q&A is going to be better than any other Q&A I've ever done on the Chef Cornelli Cooking Show or the Aquatic Wet Line because it's going to focus on a lot of topics. So, this show is a way for you, my audience, to interact with me. It's a way for my listeners to call in and ask me a question about anything, and I'll answer your questions, and we'll have a lot of fun. So, listeners, you're able to ask me any questions you want. It could be a cooking question, a baking question, a fish-keeping question, a sports question, or even a rated-R question. Any question is welcome. So I invite you to ask me any question you want. I've got eight emailed questions already, and I'd love some live questions to answer as well. All right. So on top of me answering your questions monthly here on the Q&A with CIA, I'm also going to have some great segments. I'm going to debut three wonderful segments to the American Variety Network only for this series. The first segment I'm going to debut on this show is called What in the World? And that's where I'm going to have a discussion on crazy and insane people and the crazy things happening in the world today. The next segment I'm going to debut here on the show, it's called It's All About You. 
And that's where I give shout-outs to people, businesses, Facebook pages, Twitter pages, and YouTube channels that deserve recognition here on the American Variety Network. You see, I'm one of those people who like to give good people the credit they deserve. That's exactly what that segment is for. And the last segment that I'm going to debut here on the Q&A with CIA is called What the Fuck Moments or WTF Moments. And that's going to be where I discuss things that pissed me off this last month. And that actually was a segment that was recommended to me by a couple of my personal friends. And I said, you know what? Sounds like a good idea. And we'll go ahead and do that segment on my Q&A. Now, on top of those great segments, we're also going to have parts of the show where I'll talk about any given subject. And tonight I've got some great subjects I'm going to talk about, like Autumn's coming. So I'll make sure I'll talk about Autumn. We'll talk about Six Flags and some other great topics. Now, the main portion of the show, the main goal of the show, is to answer your questions. So, this show is being broadcast live. So you've got three ways to ask me a question live on the air. The first way is possibly the easiest way, and that is to physically grab your smartphone or your home phone and dial one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. You could also use Skype as well. You can Skype into the show with your question. But the first way to ask any live questions is to call in. And the call in number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now if you can't call in because you're at a family dinner or you're out on the road, you could also tweet your questions to me. And the Twitter handle is at American Network One, capital A in American, and lowercase n in network. And I'll answer your questions on Twitter and live on the air. And if you don't have a Twitter account, you can email me your questions. Uh, my email address is American Variety Network at Comcast.net. So again, 1347-989-8142. Tweet me at American Network One. Or email me at American Variety Network at Comcast.net. I currently have my Twitter and my email address open, so you guys can send your tweets and emails in now, and you can also start calling in now to the show. Remember, you can ask me a question on anything, PG-13 or rated R, and on any topic. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get our very first Q&A underway right after this.
are tuned in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Are you ready for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. In your case, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at one 347 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial one 347 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's one 347 Now let's get on with the show. our very first Q&A with some email questions that I received uh, last night and yesterday. But remember, you can ask a live question simply by calling in 1-347-989-8142 or by tweeting me on Twitter at American Network One or sending me an email to American Variety Network at Comcast.net. Now, looking at these questions that were emailed to me yesterday, uh, some of them are very weird, but like I said, I'm I'm willing to answer almost any question. So, let's go ahead and get started, and I'll start answering these emailed questions. So, let me open up this first email here, and this is from Christopher from Maine. Okay, he says, I enjoyed listening to one of your older podcasts, called Entertainment Zone Radio. Whatever happened to Entertainment Zone Radio? Wow, that was a, a good question, actually. Uh, I'm having a hard time remembering that show. Okay, yeah, I, I remember it now. It was a show that I did last year in 2014, and I think I had my good friend William T. as a co-host for that show, I really don't remember what happened and what led to me stop doing that show. I'm not exactly sure why I did that. Um, maybe it was because I couldn't find enough topics to cover the entertainment show on radio, or maybe I just got bored with doing shows on entertainment. I'm not sure, but I do know something happened, and I lost my interest in entertainment zone radio, and I do apologize for that. But I will tell you that some of the series that were on the Entertainment Zone Radio are going to be coming to the American Variety Network, like the movie reviews, the history of things, all those sorts of series that we're on. The Entertainment Zone Radio will be right here on the American Variety Network. 
I know that I did give the Entertainment Zone radio to my pal, William T. He turned it into midday talk show or something like that. So I don't know what the current state of Entertainment Zone radio is right now, but I do know that it is still up here on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm pretty sure if you did a really good search for it, you could actually find it. But I have no plans on bringing it back because right now I have my hands full with the American Variety Network. And should I ever want to bring it back, all I've got to do is introduce series right here on the American Variety Network. All right, so let me go to my next question from Charles. And this one is one that I'm actually reluctant to answer, but I will anyway. This question is, why do you post dirty laundry on social media? I've been following your Facebook account, and I see that every time you're upset at somebody, you post something derogatory on your Facebook. Why is this? I am just curious. Wow. So it looks like I do have a couple of people that follow my Facebook. Well, first and foremost, uh, the reason I actually post my dirty laundry on Facebook in my defense is because it actually makes me feel a little bit better, and it helps me release the anger that I have. And surely it is not a good thing to do or the right thing to do. I clearly understand that, and I am making the decision to do it, whether people like it or not. I'm going to do it anyway, because after all, I have the decision to make for myself anyway. But most of the time, the reason I do post some of my dirty laundry on Facebook or social media is to release my anger and uh, make me feel a little bit better. So that is uh, the exact truth of why I post those kind of stuff on Facebook. And I get told a lot I shouldn't be doing that, but I'll do whatever I want anyway, as some people would say, and I uh, definitely should not be doing that. But after a while, I actually will apologize publicly on Facebook for posting those kind of things, and I actually will apologize to the person that I posted them on if we ever uh, make up. Now, I am not the first, nor will I be the last to post Dirty Laundry on Facebook. Charles, I'm sure if you follow a lot of friends on Facebook, you're going to understand that as well, because Facebook is a place that millions upon millions of users have access to and they're going to post stupid stuff all the time some of the stuff i post is stupid but when facebook is accessible or accessible to many people you're going to get many different posts so i hope you understand my answer to that but at the end of the day the reason i do it is just because i feel like doing it and it's a way for me to release my anger if that makes any sense to you but i appreciate your question so this next question is from a Twitter direct message, and I'm not sure if this is actually a real question or if this is a question from a troll, but nonetheless, I'm going to answer it. But I will say that if I was going to meet somebody, this would not be the first question that I'd ask them because it does not seem like a polite question. But it is, have I ever had sex before? Wow. <laughs> I really don't want to answer this question because it really is none of your business. But yes, I have had sex before, and um, that's all I'm going to say for that question. But I do appreciate 
your question. All right. Well, this question was not emailed to me, but it was posted on my YouTube channel, which, by the way, you guys can go and subscribe to. It's called Alex's Adventures, and it features wrestling shows. It features fish shows, and I'll occasionally post vlogs and stuff. So check out my YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures. All right. But this question was posted on one of my fish keeping videos that I did of my 120-gallon aquarium. And it is, isn't it expensive to keep changing fish every so often? And when I first saw that question, I instantly took that as like a personal insult to me. But after rethinking it and spending the next 24 hours thinking about what I was going to say on the air, well... You see, this is my fish tank. I have the right to change stock as much as I want. And obviously, if I can if I can afford to change stock, it isn't a problem. It's not expensive for me because I had the money to do it. But I can see where you're coming from. Um, if you're not able to change stock as often as I am, you might see you might think that it is expensive. But for me, it's a uh, it's a fun part of the hobby. I get to experiment with many different species of tropical fish, and actually, um, it's not really expensive at all for me because I really only pay about two hundred dollars a month for fish. If I do buy fish, I don't buy fish every single month. It's usually every other month or whatever. But no, it is not expensive for me to keep changing fish every so often. I enjoy it, so I'm going to continue to do what I enjoy, no matter what anyone thinks, because at the end of the day, you can only do what makes you happy, right? Okay, this next question was sent to me on Twitter right now, and it is, what is my favorite podcast that I like to listen to? Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, that's how I learned how to better myself as a podcast host. I listen to so many uh, podcasts. Some of the podcasts that I listen to are right here on Blog Talk Radio. But then I travel to other sites as well, like AllRadioX.com and some of those other great sites. So I've got a lot of favorite podcasts, but I'll name a couple in a nutshell for you. First of all, my very favorite podcast would have to be the Jim Ross podcast on Podcast One. Now, Jim Ross was a legendary wrestling announcer, and now he is doing a podcast that is accessible for free. He's doing a free podcast, and I really appreciate that. He's got some wonderful wrestling guests, and occasionally he'll have non-wrestling guests on. He's just got a great podcast that I really enjoy. I also enjoy the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. He's got a, a great podcast that is also featured on the WWE Network. And he actually uh, is going to have Sting on his podcast rather soon. I enjoyed his podcast with um, Triple H, Vince McMahon, Paige, Paul Heyman, and recently Edge and Christian. And I also listened to his other Stone Cold podcasts that are not on the WWE Network, but they're on uh, PodcastOne.com. And I like the Chris Jericho podcast. Chris Jericho's got an amazing podcast that has a flurry of listeners. Don't know why I just said that, but Chris Jericho podcast has a lot of listeners. 
and um, I really enjoy the Jericho podcast. Uh, for Blog Talk Radio, I have a lot of shows that I listen to. Uh, the first one that would be considered a favorite would be the Foo Nation uh, Fun Talk, which is a, a, talk, a food show, a cooking show. And I don't know if I pronounced the name right or not, but it's the Food Nation Fun Talk here on Blog Talk Radio, which is hosted by a good friend of mine, Chef Sean. A very good cooking show. I really like that show. And then, of course, I've got my good friend William T. show, The Euphoric Network. I listen to that show every now and then when I get a chance. And then there's some other shows that I subscribe to and I listen to every now and then. But I usually do not listen to a podcast every day simply because I'm scheduling shows, I'm contacting guests, and I'm working on my own show. But I do listen to other podcasts. And uh, a big inspiration for my old fish show called The Aquatic Wetline was Pet Fish Talk, which was an old aquarium-keeping podcast that I really enjoyed. Okay? Okay. Uh, Moving along for our sixth emailed question. They're asking, what happened to your beautiful discus? Why did you leave the discus hobby? Well... You're right about one thing. The discus I had were beautiful, but unfortunately, the discus I had were also stunted, and I was not aware of the fact because this was the first time that I was keeping discus. So I was really disappointed, like an ass that I was, that I spent over $200 on six discus that were stunted, and they weren't going to grow any bigger than what they were. So... I was kind of stuck in a situation like, am I ever going to really enjoy these discus knowing you're not going to grow any bigger than the four inches they are? So I decided, you know what, I'm going to leave the discus hobby and go on to some fish that I enjoy. And these fish are never sold stunted at the fish store unless they are uh, trade-ins. So I decided to leave the discus hobby and go back to... South and Central American cichlids. I mean, right now in my 120, it's the happiest I've ever been with that tank. I've got some juvenile Jack Dempsey's growing out. I've got a beautiful Paracromus managuense growing out in there. I've got a beautiful juvenile uh, red-tailed catfish growing out in there. And yes, I know the red-tailed cat is too big for that tank. And I will be rehoming him shortly. I bought him at 3 inches, and now he's about 5, 6 inches, so he grew very fast. Uh, I've got a four-line catfish in there, and that's about it for now. I'll be adding a red Oscar in there, um, and that should round out the tank. I also have a green Severman there, too. Uh, Jack Dempsey's are one of my personal favorite freshwater fish of all time, and I've got about four males and three females in there right now, but I don't plan on keeping all seven. I'll probably keep about four or five long term. But I got them at an inch and a half, and now they're about three inches each, which is a, a, a proud accomplishment for me. So uh, that's that, in a nutshell, is the major reason I left the discus hobby. And in my personal opinion, discus are overrated. Now, I know some of you are going to get pissed off at that statement, but yes, discus are overrated. They are not as good as some people make them out to be. Um, it's not that they require a lot of work, 
Other fish require a lot of work. Salt water requires a lot of work. And ain't that. I, didn't, I did not leave the discus hobby because it was a lot of work. They're just not as good as people made them out to be. All they do is hang in the corner and swim. And uh, I am a monster fish guy. I can't sit there and watch fish swim gracefully. I like to see my fish eat other fish and stuff. So for me, the simple answer is discus aren't for me. All right, and that was a uh, great, great question. Thank you very much for that question. So the next question that I got emailed to me was, I really don't understand why somebody would ask me this question. Sorry about that. My microphone went dead for a second. I don't know why it went dead. But my next question is, uh, can I handle competition? Well, <laughs> what kind of competition are you talking about? Games or sports or uh, wrestling? I really don't understand what this what this question is. Are you talking about other podcasts that have similar names as me or something? But in short answer, I will say, yes, I can handle competition. Don't even know why you would ask that. Uh, that's really a question that I don't understand. So if if you are listening to the show and you ask that question, could you please uh, explain more to me about what you meant by that question? Uh, because I'm certainly not a sore loser. I can handle competition. All right, the last question that was emailed to me is actually a food question, and it is, Fast food versus fine dining, which do you prefer? Well, I like fast food, believe it or not. I like McDonald's. I like Burger King. I like Wendy's. I like Taco Bell. I like Domino's. I like Little Caesars. So I like all of those places. And then I, I actually like the fast food restaurants like Olive Garden, 99, Applebee's, Texas Roadhouse. So I love those places because they've got good food at good prices. However, I also do like fine dining as well. I like going out and enjoying a nice filet mignon, a nice uh, lobster when I can, and a very good meal, some very good atmosphere. But if I had to choose, I'd probably go with the fine dining because you get a very, very good meal with a very, very good atmosphere. All right, so those were all of the emailed questions. I want to thank all eight of you for sending in your emailed questions. Now it's time for some live questions. Folks, if you're listening live, please go ahead and dial 1-347-989-8142 and come on the show or tweet me your questions at American Network 1 or American Variety Network at Comcast.net. All right, so we're going to get back into some questions later on the show. Hopefully, we'll get a caller or a live tweet or a live email. Right now, I want to move into my first discussion for the night, the first topic that I'm going to discuss, and that is fall. Ladies and gentlemen, let's face it, fall is right around the corner, and Fall is actually one of my personal favorite seasons of the year, and I actually think that fall is an underrated season. A lot of people um, 
don't like fall because it means that winter time is coming. But I think fall is a very, very good season. I don't think there's anything wrong with fall. So here's what I look forward to in fall. First and foremost, I look forward to much cooler weather. We've had a very hot summer, and summer is one of those times of the year where you wish that you had cool weather or snow because it's so hot outside. But in the fall, we've got weather in the 50s and 60s, which is cool enough to go outside and enjoy yourself. I actually look forward to much more fun at Six Flags New England because in the fall time, when you're riding all those great thrill rides at Six Flags, the wind adds some intensity to the ride. It cools, it cools you down, and you get a nice breeze of fresh air during the rides during the fall season. Because when you're riding rides at the summertime, it could be like 90 degrees outside or 100 degrees outside. It's very hot, and you don't really have winds or all that air you would have during the fall. Now, I'm a chef, and I'm someone that loves to eat, so I love to fall for the foods that it provides. You got fresh apples during the fall. You got fresh apple cider, apple pie, apple cider donuts, and everything apples provide. I love apples during this time of year. Who cannot forget about pumpkins? Pumpkins are fine during this time of year. They're very fresh. They're very awesome, and a lot of people love pumpkins. And let's not forget about the candy. Candy is extremely popular during the fall. Now, holidays. There are a lot of holidays that come around during the fall. The first one is obviously Halloween. Uh, Halloween is obviously dedicated for the younger people, but a lot of people like Halloween. I'm 22 years old, and I still like Halloween. And obviously, Thanksgiving falls during the fall. That actually is a very good holiday, one of my personal favorites. You get to eat a nice turkey dinner for Thanksgiving. And speaking of those two holidays, there are going to be a, a few Halloween shows. I'm going to do a Halloween cooking show, a Halloween baking show, and a Halloween show in general. And like I said on Thursday, I'm going to try and do a Halloween live on location broadcast somewhere. There's also going to be Thanksgiving shows. There's going to be a Thanksgiving cooking show, a Thanksgiving baking show, and a Thanksgiving show in general. So that is what I like about the fall, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, when I was a kid, I did not like the fall because the fall meant back-to-school season, but now I am a really big fan of the fall, cooler weather, and I get to have fun riding rides at Six Flags, and I look forward to all the holidays that come up during the fall. So now we are going to go into our very first segment here on Q&A with CIA. This is going to be a very fun segment. What in the world? There are crazy people and crazy things happening in this world each and every day. Join Alex Cardinali as he discusses some of the crazy shit that went down this month. After this segment, you will be left saying what in the world. What in the world is right. So right now, 
I want to talk about two crazy situations that were recently discovered in this month of September. So, uh, I was actually on the ID Discovery website yesterday, and I found an article that alleged that a woman bit her boyfriend's balls off during a fight. Now, that is actually very disgusting, and I don't understand why a woman would want to do that. That is actually uh, very, very disgusting. Ugh. Now, can you imagine somebody doing that, some woman biting off a man's testicles? That's actually very, very gross just thinking about that. I don't know why she did that. Maybe she uh, was not in her right mind. I don't even know why women always attack that area when they're fighting a man. Uh, when men fight women, in which they shouldn't, they don't always go for the, the breast. So I think it's wrong for women to always hit low blows. I think it's uh, unfair that they're allowed to do that. But I thought that was actually kind of crazy and strange. And um, I wanted to share that with you guys here on today's show. Uh, it's a really, really sick thing to do. However, this next story I'm about to tell you about uh, is even worse. And you're going you're gonna to say uh, this man is really out there for believing this. But a, day work, a daycare worker who is 31 years old says that he raped a five-year-old girl on accident after engaging in a tickle fight. Right. So how can you accidentally rape a little girl. That'd be like me saying, I'm going to grab your private parts and say it's an accident. I don't buy it one bit. You can't just touch someone's private part and say, oh, it's an accident, unless you were walking in front of them and you accidentally reach your hand out. That would be an accident. But if you're tickling somebody, I have no way in hell believing that this was an accident. I think this guy is just a young pedophile and he's just trying to come up with any excuse that he can to get out of jail. I really am not buying that that was an accident. So it really is crazy how uh, these state officials may consider believing him. But I doubt they're, they're going to believe him. I hopefully hope they won't believe him because I don't believe him. It cannot be an accident. So those are this month's What in the World moments. And obviously, next month, on our second episode, I'm going to have much more, as I will have more time to research and stuff. So hopefully, you guys will leave today's show with those saying, what in the world? All right. So if you've been following the American Variety Network by now, by now you would know that I am actually a very big fan of amusement parks, specifically Six Flags. I love Six Flags. So right now, I want to take this time to talk to you about Six Flags New England and the other Six Flags as well. Now, because I had the perfect opportunity to interview the Six Flags New England Communications Manager back in July, and I've been talking to her a lot recently, and she's given me permission to announce this on the radio. And then for those of you who are not from Six Flags New England, or not in the New England area, I'm going to tell you about the other new rides for the other Six Flags parks, all right? 
So every year, Six Flags. All right, sorry about that again. My microphone died. But as I was saying, every year Six Flags introduces new rides, and Six Flags New England is no different. I'm going to talk to you guys about the new rides that Six Flags New England is going to offer. Plus, I'm going to let the Six Flags CEO tell you about all the other rides that Six Flags is offering for the other Six Flags theme parks. Now... Before we get to the new rides that Six Flags announced for the 2016 season, I want to relive the new rides that Six Flags New England introduced over the last three years. In 2012, Six Flags New England introduced Goliath. In 2013, Six Flags New England introduced the Bunzai Pipelines. In 2014, Six Flags New England introduced the New England Skyscreamers. In 2015, Six Flags recently introduced Wicked Cyclone. So I had the pleasure of riding Wicked Cyclone, and I actually really very much enjoyed Wicked Cyclone. It's a ride that is packed with a lot of thrill, and it actually has uh, a lot of airtime, unlike any of the other roller coasters that I've been on. Now, Wicked Cyclone is actually a wooden roller coaster that is a hybrid now, because it's wooden mixed with metal. It's a very good ride. So if you're from the New England area and you have not had the opportunity to ride the Wicked Cyclone, I really recommend taking a ride on the Wicked Cyclone during the remainder of the 2015 season. All right, I want to go ahead and talk about some of the new rides that Six Flags New England is going to introduce in 2016. The first ride that Six Flags New England is going to add to their already massive amount of rides is the Fireball, and that is a giant looping roller coaster. Now, the Fireball is going to offer the ultimate in adrenaline and thrills as the theme park continues to introduce the latest in ride technology for its guests in New England. The giant looping coaster will be located in the Rockville area of the park. Now, Fireball is expected to open in late spring of 2016, and riders must, must be at least 48 inches tall to ride. Now, here's some facts about the Fireball. 24 passengers can be seated in face-to-face -face positions. It will be, it'll be a pendulum-style takeoff with multiple 360 revolutions. An additional 360 revolution when the train reverses mid-course. It is over seven stories tall and it's a two-minute ride time. So I can't wait to experience Fireball in 2016. Now, Six Flags New England also announced that they're going to be replacing Bizarro with Superman the Ride. Now, Bizarro will be overwhelmed by his powerful arch nemesis, Superman, in 2006, 
and the ride will relaunch as Superman the Ride. The iconic coaster has been named Best Roller Coaster by the 10 Best Reader's Choice Awards Travel by USA Today in 2015 and is the winner of five Golden Ticket Awards. You will feel like Superman as you climb over 20 stories into the air and race down like a speeding bullet at 77 miles per hour. You will also experience twists, turns, and weightlessness along the coaster's one mile of track. Thrill seekers will not want to miss the heroic coaster as Superman regains his title at the coaster capital of New England. Now here's some facts about Superman the Ride. It has 5,400 feet of track, it speeds of up to 77 miles per hour, and it goes up 200 feet in the air and 221 feet down, and it has two underground tunnels. So I'm obviously excited about Superman the Ride and Fireball coming to Six Flags New England. Now, if you're not from the New England area, here is the Six Flags CEO telling you what's coming to a Six Flags near you. Hi, I'm Jim Reed Anderson, Chairman, President, and CEO of Six Flags, where we give you more thrills than any other theme park company on the planet. We're about to unveil a blockbuster lineup of new rides and attractions coming to a Six Flags park near you in 2016. If you're like me, you enjoy the previews almost as much as the movies themselves. And the 2016 season at Six Flags promises something for every park-goer and movie-goer alike. You'll find action, adventure, drama, comedy, and who knows, even perhaps a touch of romance. So get your popcorn and your Coke, sit back and enjoy the best seat in the house as we unveil this very special feature presentation of Coming Attractions. The following previews have been rated XF for extreme fun. Six Flags Great Adventure presents the coaster that changes the way you look at coasters. Get ready to ride a head over heels 4D free fly coaster. Get ready for total mayhem. There is only one person who can save Metropolis. And that person is you. Join the Justice League. Battle the villains. Save the city. Six Flags presents the year's biggest blockbuster. Justice League Battle for Metropolis in 4D. You don't just write it, you're in it. Coming to Six Flags Great America and Six Flags Mexico in 2016. This is one Joker who's definitely not fooling around. Six Flags Discovery Kingdom presents a smoother, faster, wickedly exciting coaster. The Joker, coming to Discovery Kingdom in 2016. The critics have called it 360 degrees of pure adrenaline. You can call it the Fireball, a seven-story looping thrill ride. You'll want to ride it again and again. The Fireball Looping Coaster, coming in 2016 to Six Flags St. Louis. One villain is a crime. Two villains is a crime wave. And three villains 
is total anarchy. The villains have arrived in Gotham. Six Flags Over Texas presents The Riddler Revenge, a wickedly twisted, high-flying pendulum, plus Catwoman Whip and the daringly devious Harley Quinn's Pinsanity. Coming with evil intention in 2016. Want to race? Get ready to rev it up and turn it loose on the new Wahoo Racer at Whitewater. It's a splash. It's a blast. It's head-to-head racing Whitewater style. And it's coming in 2016. LaRon presents Vampire Backwards. That's right. 2,700 feet of twisted track backwards. And get ready for the high-flying fun of the Phoenix and Gravitor, a dance party in the sky. It's been called the feel-good ride of the summer. The critics are raving as Six Flags America presents Splash Waterfall. Starring body slides and plumes, tunnels and bridges, jets and trains. Rated G for the whole family, coming in 2016. Six Flags Fiesta Texas presents an edge-of-your-seat sensation. Act 1, The Fireball. Go forward, go backward, go face-to-face through six inversions. Act 2, The Out-of-Control Spinsanity. Act 3, Ride the Power of a Storm, Hurricane Force 5, coming to Fiesta Texas in 2016. It's the largest production ever at Six Flags Over Georgia. A monumental achievement that includes the world's first DC Super Friends Kids area with all your favorite superheroes. And in answer to the age-old question, what's up, Doc? Prepare yourself for the out-of-control antics of the all-new Bugs Bunny Boomtown. Six Flags New England presents a double feature that's double the fun, double the thrills. The fireball is blazing your way with full circle thrills, breathtaking inversions, and record hang time. And after an epic battle with Bizarro, Superman the Ride returns to Six Flags New England in 2016. Six Flags Magic Mountain presents the radical renovation of a fan paper. The world's first 360-degree looping coaster. The new revolution, featuring new state-of-the-art trains, will hit speeds of over 55 miles an hour while shooting down narrow curves, through the loop, and into a tunnel. This changes everything. There is fast, there is furious, and then there is freeze lightning. Great balls of fire. You'll laugh, you'll scream. You'll feel the adrenaline of six hair-raising inversions and record hang time. Coming to the Great Escape in 2016. Six Flags Fright Fest, the only Halloween event with thrills by day, fright by night, and the scariest coasters in the dark. Fear has no limits with horrifying new mazes and scare zones at every park. Six Flags Fright Fest. Scream bigger. And celebrate the joys of the season with Holiday in the Park. Now at Seven Parks, 
including our newest family event at Six Flags Great Adventure. Wow! It looks like another sensational year is coming your way with something new in every park. And each one promises a five-star experience because absolutely no one, no one creates thrills like Six Flags. I cannot wait to ride them for myself. From delightful, interactive new kids sections to the best dark rides on earth to innovative roller coaster designs and water park attractions, no one does it like Six Flags. More fun, more thrills, more incredible memories for you, your friends, and families. And 2016 looks like another great year to go big, go Six Flags. I'll see you soon at one of our beautiful parks. Now that's a wrap. All right, so for those of you who love amusement parks just like me, you know it's coming to a Six Flags near you in 2016. All right, what a great start to our very first ever Q&A with CIA. This is our Q&A for September. And I just answered eight emailed questions to me. We talked about fall. We did our What in the World segment, and we talked about Six Flags. So far, and we've got a lot more coming up on this great Q&A with CIA. Don't forget, you can ask me a live question by calling in at 1-347-989-8142 or by tweeting me at American Network One or emailing me at American Variety Network at Comcast.net. I think it's time for us to go ahead and take a quick intermission. Coming up next right here on Q&A with CIA, right on the, right here on the American Variety Network, we are going to take some live callers, answer some more of your questions. We'll do the It's All About You segment and more chit-chat. You're welcome to call in live and ask some questions right after our intermission. And during our intermission, we're going to hear two songs and our infomercials. And the two songs we're going to hear during our intermission are called Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way, and Tove Low Habits. So enjoy this quick intermission, and we'll be right back here on the very first Q&A with CIA. Get your questions ready and call in. My fire, the one desire, believe when I say I want it that way. But we are two worlds apart and reach to your heart.
fire, the one desire you are.
promote or advertise? Do you want to get some much-needed exposure for your business or your very own Facebook page or even your very own podcast? Well, look no further than Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. Jackie will help you advertise your goods and help you spread the word. I, Alice Cardinelli, have personally been great friends with Miss Jackie Wilkes, and she has a very kind heart, and she is a very sweet lady, and she will definitely help you grow like she has helped Alice Cardinelli grow. To advertise and promote your business or anything you want to advertise, please like and check out the page, Jackie's Help and Advice for Promoting on Facebook. Would you like to find out when the next episode of the American Variety Network is? Do you want to find out the news and updates for the American Variety Network? Well, all you have to do is go on your computer and log on to the social media sites. The American Variety Network is now on Facebook and Twitter. That's right, you can find the American Variety Network on Facebook and Twitter. Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network One. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like and our fan page on Twitter is at American Network One and hit follow. Are you enjoying tonight's episode of the American Variety Network? Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net. That's American Variety Network at Comcast.net. You may also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns you may have about our show. You can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network, or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network. American Variety Network at Comcast.net. for a talk show that is brave enough to talk about anything and everything, even if it's controversial? Are you ready for a talk show where anything goes and we will say anything that we want? Well, then you're listening to the right talk show. 
You are tuned in to In Your Face Talk Show. With your host, the crazy Italian-American AC. You can expect to hear the unexpected. Laugh at what is said, or you may scream. Either case, sit back and enjoy the show. Let's get in your face with this great talk show. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and go into a quiet location. Again, that's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now let's get on with the show. You're listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Q&A with CIA, Alice Cardinelli. And we were having a great show thus far. And before our intermission, I, I answered eight emailed questions that were sent to me via email. And we had a discussion on... A couple of things that was fun. And now we're going to get ready to answer some more of your, your questions. And we're going to continue our discussion and we'll, we'll continue some of our new segments. I actually think that these Q&As are a very fun show to do. Now, you can actually call in live and ask your very own question by dialing in at one three four seven. Nine eight nine eight one four two, and if you can't call in live, you can tweet me your questions to at American Network One, or you can email me your questions at American Variety Network. Dot, uh, excuse me, you can email me your questions to American Variety Network at Comcast. Dot net, and I will answer your questions live on the air. I've had eight questions already, so I'd love some more. Um, and I have my Twitter feed open, and I have my email open here on the air, so in case I do get one. So I've got a couple of questions on my chat room that I want to <laughs> I want to answer. The first one is is this question: Is Obama a Muslim? <laughs> I actually think that he is a Muslim. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, Barack Obama anyway, but yes, I do think that. Uh, Barack Obama is a Muslim. All right, we actually have a caller here on our Q&A, our very first caller on the Q&A with CIA. Hi, you're now live on the Q&A with CIA. Thank you very much for calling in. Hey, Alex, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Donovan. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. I'll just call on to ask you a question. I heard there's a rumor going around you're getting ready to go salt water. Oh yes, I uh, I love rumors, and this time that rumor is actually true. I'm actually going to be getting into saltwater with either a 40-gallon breeder or a 55-gallon aquarium, and I'm actually going to turn it into a fish-only with live rock aquarium. I'm going to have a couple of clownfish, um, probably the common clowns, and then I'm also going to have a yellow watchman goby in there, uh, a lawnmower blenny, and some pistol shrimp, 
and a beautiful bicolor angelfish. So the rumor is true. I'm actually going to be getting into saltwater. I'm going to have some live rock and some uh, beautiful fish. It took me 12 years to finally decide to go saltwater, but I am. And that's one of those rumors that I actually like. I, I actually know that you're keeping saltwater too now, right? Yes, I am. I've got a predator-only tank. Ah, nice. What kind of fish are keeping in it? Uh, I've got a eel in there, a snowflake eel. I've got a uh, trigger, a Niger trigger in there, and a fox face spotted. And then I've also got a panther grouper in there, and maybe one damsel, but he don't last long. So. Oh, nice. Is it a very big tank? It's a 55-gallon. Ah, oh, nice. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm waiting for <laughs> my LEDs to come in the mail so I can grow my coral. Ah, nice. You got you, you got corals in there, or is it just fish only at Live Rock? No, I got corals. Ah, cool. You like corals? Actually, I think they're more interesting than the fish almost, to be honest uh, with you. They're so yeah. colorful. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm quite the opposite. I like the fish better than the corals. Yeah, the clownfish. I'm telling you, I love the clown. I do have two clowns. I forgot to tell you that. I have two clowns huh. in there, and they are—they actually look like you're watching HDTV when they're swimming. Cause, I mean, their colors are so vibrant. It's amazing. Yeah, I think the clownfish are one of my personal favorite fish that I never had the opportunity to keep yet, but I'm definitely going to keep them. Uh the uh, fish that I do have in there, I know, uh, let's just say this much, so everybody understands, I understand they're going to get bigger than the 55-gallon. That's why I'm clearing out my 200-gallon and putting them in there. So just to clarify that so we don't have a big issue with that later. Ah, awesome, a 200-gallon predatory saltwater tank. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see yeah. it. Uh, I can't either. I can't wait till it's up and going. i got to sell most of my Africans off at 10 to 200. And then go from there. I'm oh, still very keeping nice. African cichlids in my fish room, but my big tank, I'm going to get a shark for it eventually. Ah, uh, that'll be a cool tank. You should get a lot of views for that on your YouTube channel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'd be good stuff. So what what made you want to think about start going into salt? Well. Believe it or not, going saltwater was actually my dream when I first entered into the fish-keeping hobby, and I waited it all these years, and finally I have enough money to do it, so I figured, why not? Why wait some more? Just go ahead and do it. I actually saw a video on YouTube that explained how to enter saltwater as a beginner, and he made it sound like it was really easy, so I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And if I can keep fresh water alive for all these years, I could probably keep salt water alive. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, enter into the salt water world. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. Because, I mean, you got all you got to do is add your salt, make sure your salinity is correct. And temperature, if your house is usually between the 70s and 80s, you're pretty much good to go from what I understand. I don't have a problem, and I keep my house at 74. And everybody does work. Everybody does great. I don't even have to have the heater for them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my house is around 74, too, so it'll work out great for me, too. Hey, save on your power bill. Not that that matters much to a lot of people, but some people you like to save a dime or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how that feels. <laughs> that's good stuff. You know, I mean, honestly, I think salt's pretty much a whole new world I opened up to, and 
I'm glad there's more to fish keeping than just freshwater fish because, I mean, you don't want to stop somewhere. You want to keep going, and this is a chance to keep going. I agree 100% with you, and if, if I have to be honest, I have to say that you were a part of me uh, going saltwater. I saw your messages, and I said, I'm going to try saltwater, too, after I saw your messages on Facebook. Well, thanks, Alex. You're welcome. I really appreciate that. I figure that. if I can do it, anybody can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> saltwater is a cool hobby, though. I can't wait to try it. Uh, it it's amazing. You know, you know, there's a lot more to it when you get into corals which I know you said you're not really getting into corals, but, I mean, I'm sure in the future that you're going to be, like, thinking about it because there's just more to it than just fish, man. You can get anemones and things like that, and the anemones, you know, they actually make their way around the tank. They just don't sit in one spot. You'll you'll turn a light on in the morning, and they'll be in a different area every time. Coolest thing ever. Yeah, I definitely want to get an anemone for my clownfish, so I'll probably be having one of those. Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah, the anemones, I don't know if those anemones actually um, move around, like the bubble anemones and stuff like that for the clownfish, but the ones that actually eat fish, they actually move around, which it's really cool. They haven't eaten my clowns, so I'm figuring they're pretty much fish safe. So, I mean, it's pretty neat stuff. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, if, I'm just saying that you won't want to get one in the future. I know, I don't know what you think about Petco. But they usually carry anemones, so I mean, just something to look at, look forward to. Yeah, Petco's pretty good for saltwater. My Petco actually has a really decent saltwater stock. But if if I purchase my fish to, my fish from uh, local, I'll go to my local fish store for saltwater. But I actually sell uh, an online site that does pretty good saltwater livestock too. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I seen one. I think it was some aqua aqua something. And it, and it was it actually has really good prices on fish. I know the shipping is probably a little killer, but you got to look. You're getting quality fish, and they're not going into a tank that they're going to get diseases, things like that. Uh, I mean, not 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 saying anything about bad about Petco, but I've seen a lot of their fish kind of go downhill whenever they get them in the tanks. Yeah, that's true. It depends on the individual Petco, though. I know my Petco has a. A guy that manages it, he's he's really big into this fish keeping hobby, but it really depends on the individual Petco. Oh, definitely. I went to uh, here in, here at my Petco tonight. I stopped by there before I came home, and there was this butterfly that I was looking at, butterfly, butterfly fish, saltwater that I was looking at, and I thought about going to get it tonight. And I went over and looked at it. It had spots all over it, cloudy eye, and I mean, it's only been like four days, man. I don't I don't know what happened. It just really kind of turned me off of Petco tonight. Oh, that sucks. Sorry to hear that. Sometimes their fish aren't the best. Well, you, you, where do you get your fish supply at? Do you usually use Petco or PetSmart? Uh, I prefer PetSmart, but I like them both. Uh, I, I use PetSmart only because I actually know the person that is running their fish room, so that's re- really the only reason I use it. Uh, but sometimes I'll go to Petco for supplies and stuff because Petco's a little bit cheaper on supplies. Right. You know, you know. sometimes, I, a lot of times, actually, when I get a PetSmart, which is right across the highway, they always have really good deals. Like, they'll have sales on their, their uh, like, their filters and their heaters or food, whatever it might be. And, and honestly, I, I like to shop at PetSmart myself for my equipment and get my fish hit. 
petco for the most part. And and you know I haven't really bought any other fish anywhere besides uh, down in Dallas, and I think that's one goby that I have. And because every time you go down there, I mean, man, they are super expensive. I think Petco's probably got the best price of fish. Yeah, that's probably true in in your area. My PetSmart actually has sales on equipment too. I bought a filter there really cheap. I forgot about that. Yeah, they usually have pretty good sales on their filters. Like sometimes. Like I think actually right now they have a sale on their filters and it's like ten bucks off each filter pretty much. I mean, really good deal. I, yeah, I mean, that's you, you know, are you getting a protein skimmer for your fifty-five or forty-gallon tank? Yeah, I'll be getting a protein skimmer too. Well, man, if you get with me later, I can teach you how to make a homemade one for under five bucks. Awesome! I'll talk so with you, you on to, Facebook about that. Right, you won't have to talk. You won't have to waste your. Thirty dollars on eBay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I'm gonna let you go, Alex. You have a good night and a good show, man. Thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate your call. Awesome. Have a good night. You too. Awesome. So that was a, a great call. It's actually my good friend, and uh, I told him first that I was going saltwater. So now the cat is out of the bag. I'm actually venturing into the saltwater hobby. So that was our first call in tonight. Anyone else is welcome to call in live and ask a question. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. So uh, there's another question in the live chat room that I'm going to answer, and then we'll move right along to our next segment. And that is, why is Obama pushing the homosexual agenda? (laughs) Well, I think there is uh, multiple reasons for that. But I think that Barack Obama is a closet homosexual. I think Barack Obama is just married to Michelle Obama for a cover-up. And I actually think he's actually half a fag himself. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. But that is just my opinion. I actually uh, thought that was a good question, so thank you very much for asking that. All right, let's move right along. And if anyone else has any questions, go ahead and dial in, 1347-989-8142. So we're going to go into our next segment that I'm going to do on each and every uh, Q&A with CIA, and that is going to be called It's All About You. It's all about you. Yes, that's right, it's all about you. The crazy Italian-American will give some deserving people, businesses, and YouTube channels some shout-outs so that they can get some exposure on the American Variety Network. So listeners, please make sure you check out these people on social media. It's all about you. All right, so this month I've got a couple of shout-outs that uh, I want to give out to you. So let's go ahead and get started. My first shout-out goes to the man that just called into the show a minute ago, and that is Mr. Donovan Barger, a very good friend of mine. We talk on a regular basis. He's actually a very good fish keeper, and he currently has a beautiful saltwater aquarium and several African cichlid aquariums right now. And he's always uh, been there for me when times when I needed a really good friend. And I really appreciate Donovan for that. And believe it or not, even though we are miles apart from each other, he's in uh, Texas and I'm all the way down here in Massachusetts, we actually talk 
on the phone sometimes, and we talk on Facebook. And it's always a pleasure to hear from him because he's a uh, great man. And he's actually helped me with my life avoid some big mistakes that would not make me be here today. So I have to say thank you, Donovan, for that. Uh, Very good man. He's got a great, great African cichlid talk show on his YouTube channel called Here for the Fins. And he's actually going to be co-hosting an African cichlid show right here on the American Variety Network. And we're going to call that show Here for the African Cichlid Fins. And I can't wait for that as well. So thank you, Donovan, for being a great friend. And listeners, please check out his YouTube channel, Here for the Fins. My next shout-out goes to another friend of mine, uh, Slashmaster1989, Jeff T. Uh, we recently had a falling out, but it was all my fault, and I will uh, take responsibility for that. But in the end, we were able to remain friends, and I've always respected Jeff. He supports all my shows, and he actually listens to every single show that I do, and I appreciate that. He sticks up for me in times that I need it. And he helps me out with everything that I do. So thank you, Jeff, for being a great friend as well. And then we've got my good female friend who I chat with very often on Facebook. And she is actually a relative of mine, believe it or not. She is uh, like a cousin of my father, which makes her a part of me some way or another. And that is my good friend, Donna uh, Dionisi Maloney, a nice Italian lady that I get along with very well. So, Donna, I want to say thank you for supporting my podcast and being a good friend of mine. Okay, now we reached a point uh, where uh, I'm, I know I'm going to give this person a shout-out, but hopefully he's listening to it. Now, this next shout-out I'm going to give you goes to somebody that I have a love-hate relationship with because one second we are loving each other as friends and next second we are hating each other as friends and it has been seen all over social media this shout out goes to mr william t hannaford often known as hannah pro discus now i'm lucky enough that i get to know william on a personal basis we chat a lot on facebook and we talk about how to better our shows and i'm fortunate enough William T. took the time out of his busy schedule to help me better my show, and I have to say that I learned how to speak better on the podcast from William T., and I really, really say thank you so much for that, William. Listeners, he's got a great YouTube channel called Hannah Pro Discus. Please go check him out today. He can use a view and a like on his videos, so please do that for me. He's got a great podcast here on Blog Talk Radio called Living in America Network, I believe it's called. He's got some great shows. He does music tributes and all that great stuff, so make sure you check out his podcast. All right. I personally do not know this person from what we talked about, but the next shout-out goes to Mr. Daryl Langley. And, Daryl, I want to say thank you for booking an awesome guest for me on October 10th. Now, you guys know that on October 10th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to have the beautiful 17-year-old country musician named Christy Hoops on the show. She's a very sexy country musician, and she's won over 30 awards 
for her music. I'm very lucky to have this opportunity to interview such a spectacular talent. So thank you very much for that. And the website that I'm going to give a shout out for this month is the Saltwater Fish Forum that I recently joined, and that is Saltwater. Uh, forms.saltwater.com I believe is the correct URL but it's saltwater.com and and you can go into the forums that way and they have been helping me. I've been asking a lot of questions and I've been getting a lot of answers. There's a lot of experts on saltwater there and they help me as well as the other uh, beginners out there and soon I should be starting a saltwater series. I have a co-host that's going to host a show, and he's actually a member of this forum. So, uh, saltwaterforum.com, check him out, and you will enjoy it. You'll learn a lot about saltwater fish. So, that is this month. It's all about you. Stay tuned for next month because you never know who is going to get a shout out. So, thank you, Donovan, Jeff, Donna, William, Daryl, and Saltwater Forum. You guys are all. Awesome. Okay, so moving along. This show is great. I'm having a lot of fun tonight, and hopefully we'll get some more callers on this great show. This could be a full two-hour show. Now, uh, I live in New England, Springfield, Mass. specifically, as you guys know, and every year at this time, usually around September 18th, we have a very large fair come to West Springfield, Mass., and the name of this fair is the Big E. And this year, the Big E opened yesterday, and it's been very, very busy. Now, what the hell is the Big E? Well, the Big E is a large New England fair. It has a lot of good food. It features a lot of fried foods. You'll find foods like fried Oreos, deep-fried red velvet fried Oreos, which instead of the cake batter, being a traditional pancake batter, the Oreos are fried in red velvet cake batter, which results in deliciousness, and I hopefully can try them. I haven't had a chance to try them last year because I couldn't find them. So hopefully this year I'll be able to find the deep-fried red velvet Oreos. They got deep-fried candy bars, deep-fried Kool-Aid. So at the Big E, you can find a lot of deep-fried goodies if you're a fan of fried food. They've got fast food joints there. They've got healthy foods like salads there. So the Big E's got food for everybody. It's a very fun fair. Not only do they've got food, they've got gaming. So if you like playing games at fairs, they've got plenty of games. They've got plenty of retail stores. Uh, you can buy clothes, books, televisions, pretty much anything at the Big E. And they have what they call the Midway, and that is like a smaller version of an amusement park. They've got some uh, cool rides like uh, those little spinning horses. They've got go-karts. They've got bumper carts. They've got a giant slide that is sponsored by McDonald's. They've got a lot of cool stuff at the Big E. And uh, they've got horses, they've got cows, they've got New England culture. So if you've never, ever been to New England, you guys should know that New England is really big and rich in farming. We've got a big farming history here in New England. We love our animals, we love our cows, we love our horses, we love our pigs, we love our chicken. 
and all that stuff. And I'm actually not a farmer by nature, so I don't follow any of that stuff. But when I go to the Big E, I learn a lot about it. So the Big E has something for everybody. It's a fun trip. And people come from all over the world to visit the Big E. Uh, last year, the Big E actually broke record attendance numbers last year. I believe about 27. I don't, I don't even know. I don't have the accurate number ahead of me right now, but they had a huge number of people coming into Western Mass just to visit the Big E last year. And I've got a feeling it's going to happen again this year. Now, the Big E's got an awesome bakery that serves great products like delicious eclairs and um, cream puffs. And if you ever go to the Big E, I recommend trying their eclairs and cream puffs because they are very, very good. You're going to like them. I guarantee it. All right. So um, I think that the Big E has something for everybody. So if you ever come to New England or Western Mass during the five-week period of September 19th through October 4th, 2015, this, this year, Make sure you check out the Big E. I believe they've got something for you. And uh, you can tell me your thoughts on the Big E if you come down to it. I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy the Big E. Now, speaking of living in New England, I want to talk about what it's like to live here in New England. You know, uh, when I was younger, about maybe 10 or 11, I lived in... Um, Florida, and I tell you, I loved Florida's weather, beautiful mornings that were nice and cool, hot afternoons, but cool nights, I can deal with the heat, uh, I really, I really, I really could deal with it, but up here in New England, I can deal with the weather, I've been used to this weather all my life, uh, our springs are pretty good, our springs are usually around 55, 75 degrees, uh, we have a very hot summer up here in Mass, with temperatures reaching about 75 to 105 degrees. Our fall is a really good change. We get cold weather, about 55 degrees, but we're still able to go outside and do things. But, man, the worst thing about living in New England is the winter. We get a shit ton of snow in the winter, and I physically cannot stand snow. I hate it, but you know what? I've been living in Massachusetts all my life, basically, and I have no choice but to deal with it. And if I could, right now, I'd pack my stuff up and move to Florida. But we can you can't just do that. You can't just pack up and start moving. I wish you could, but you can't. You have to have a lot of money to do that, and right now I couldn't afford doing that. But New England, it has its good stuff. We've got good foods, like we've got clam chowder. We've got whoopie pies. We've got, uh, let's see, Thanksgiving dinner presented here. So we've got a lot of great stuff. Now, I'm actually going to do a show on living in New England, but I just wanted to introduce you to what it's like to live here in New England. Our prices are pretty good. I noticed that some of the prices in Massachusetts are a lot cheaper than some of the things that were in Florida at that time when I was living in Florida. So I can't wait to do... Uh, a Living in New England show here on the American Variety Network. All right, so let's uh, let's let's um, let's backtrack a little bit. 
I know that my friend Donovan Barger called in and talked about me going saltwater. And it is true. I am going saltwater. Like I said, I'm going to have that 55-gallon or 40-gallon breeder with a pair of Ocellaris clownfish, uh, yellow watchman goby, lawnmower and blenny, and a pistol shrimp and some invertebrates and a uh, bicolor angelfish. But what I forgot to tell you guys is that I'm going to have a saltwater series right here on the American Variety Network debuting pretty soon. I'm aiming for it to debut this Thursday, but we have to work it out as my co-host first. But there's going to be a saltwater series here on the American Variety Network. You're going to enjoy it, and I'm going to educate you all on saltwater, because I know a lot of you fish keepers are loyal to my show, and you like uh, saltwater, and you're going to appreciate that. So that's going to be an awesome, awesome time. All right. Now it's time for the final segment that I've been waiting for. What? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck is fucking right? Alex Cardinale right here right now live on Q&A with CIA is going to discuss what pissed him off this month. So what are this month's what the fuck moments? Let's find out. That's right. What the fuck is right? So right now, we're going to talk about my what-the-fuck moments of September 2015. All right. Well, you guys should know that I follow Craigslist a lot because I look for good deals on tropical fish, tropical fish tanks, used saltwater equipment, used saltwater tanks, all that good stuff. And sometimes I look for... Uh, things that I can use for cooking equipment, or things that I might enjoy in my house. So recently, somebody posted an ad on Craigslist about uh, rehoming a large Oscar, a crayfish, and some other fish. So I emailed this person telling them I've got a beautiful 120-gallon aquarium that their large tiger Oscar can call home, and I would take very good care of this Oscar and all the fish, and they uh, respond to me and say, well, we are interested in rehoming the Oscar and crayfish and the other fish that they were going to give me, but we want you to text us at this number, and they proceeded to give me the phone number, and then I responded, I can't text right now because my phone is down, but I want to get these fish. So I sent that email. It took three days, but I finally got a reply. And in the reply, they rudely stated uh, they waited forever for a text. And clearly, if they read the email, they would have said, I don't have a cell phone currently, so I can't text you. But I am still interested in the fish. Nonetheless, I never, ever uh, got an email back yet. And I am still currently interested in the fish. Now, hopefully, I will get them. But it pisses me off so much when people refuse to read emails and respond. So, uh, knowing that I don't have a phone, how else am I supposed to contact them? In her ad, it says email or text. So, I sent an email. I think it's rude to keep people waiting. If you already rehomed the fish... Just let me know so you don't leave me hanging. I want to find out if I can get these fish or not. Now, let's think about some more bad experiences I've had on Craigslist. You know, uh, at one point, 
I think it was either late August or beginning of September, I actually was going to meet somebody to buy some fish from them. So we set up a time to meet at a local pet store, and I, I, I drove there. This pet store was about 20 minutes away from me. And I had and I had the cash and everything ready. I had my then I had my cell phone. My cell phone wasn't broken then, so I had my cell phone, and I got there early, right on time. And you know what? It, it was a full hour that I waited, one full hour, and I never ever saw them. And uh, the person I got a ride from was pissed because I wasted gas and I wasted the trip to that store. Uh, the person never showed up. Not a phone call telling me I'm not going to make it or I can't sell to you. Not an email, nothing, no contact. And that really fucking pissed me off because I, I had to pay gas money for a ride and I had to get there. And then nothing, nothing was there. Nobody came to to meet me. So I say when you're going to meet somebody on Craigslist, be very careful and make sure you can trust them. But luckily I had to go inside to the fish store and uh, buy fish and the stuff I needed. Uh, and that way I didn't have to waste gas and feel like I wasted a trip there. But that's not the point. If you're going to tell somebody you're going to uh, sell them something, you're going to meet them somewhere, meet them. Be a man of your word. All right. Now, just thinking about that, uh, another thing that really pisses me off in the what-the-fuck moment of this month and last month, I had several people telling me that they were going to do stuff for me. Not just one of my friends, but a few people did it to me, and they would always tell me, we're going to do it for you, we're going to do it for you. But weeks upon weeks, months upon months would go by, and nothing ever happened. And at the time, I kept getting frustrated, 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 and so upset that I finally... Uh, ended some of these some of these friendships that I had. I no longer talk to these people because I feel that if you are gonna tell somebody that you're gonna do something, you need to do it. All right, because if you don't do it, it shows that you have no respect for this person. You're making a mockery out of them. Basically, is how I take it. Now, if you change your mind and you don't want to do it, just tell the person kindly you changed your mind. I mean, what's the worst they can do? Be upset at you? Uh, I just think that if you tell somebody you're going to do something and not do it, it shows that you do not care about this person, you're not their friend, and uh, it's wrong for you to do that. All right. For example, I had one of my good personal friends tell me that he was going to be on my show, and he never showed up. No, no excuse there. Did not get an excuse. Did not get an email. Did not get a phone call. So basically, I was really pissed off then because not only when a guest no shows does it make them look bad, it makes me look bad because I advertised you. I advertised you heavily on my show, and you no showed me. That shows you had no interest on in being on this show. So I'll never ask you to be on my show again. Um, this is how I feel. I mean, when I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I usually do it unless, for example, financial reasons happen. Now, I'm going to admit to you, I was supposed to ship my six discus to William T. I had it planned. I was going to save the money. I was going to pay for shipping. But 
financial reasons happened. I had to pay a bill that was unexpected. I had some other shit happen. So I couldn't do it. And I know that William T. is still upset about that. He's not going to tell me that he's upset about it, but I know he is because I've been friends with him for two years. So I know him better than anyone. I'm pretty sure he's he's talked about it to other people, and I know that he has because when we fought, he used to talk about me to all his friends before. So I know he's doing it now. But hey, things happen. I know that I told him that I was going to send discus his way, and I, I couldn't do it financially. So I feel terrible about it. And uh, sooner or later, I'll talk I'll talk with him about it. Um, and I know that he was really looking forward to getting my discus, but luckily a good friend of mine sent him discus to make him feel better, and I really appreciate that because um, it makes our friendship a little bit better with uh, William. But if you can do it, do it. Why tell someone you're going to do something and not be able to do it? Now, the last thing that really pisses me off is the weather we've been having. It's like the weather does not know what it wants to be. I mean, it was really hot here in middle of September, we had 100-degree weather a few weeks ago. So the weather is really bothering me um, this week. So that is this month's What the Fuck Moments. And you're more than welcome to call in and share what has been bothering you at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. 989 right. So I've got some more... Oh, look at this. I've got four emails. I didn't see this before. So let's see uh, if these are good questions or not. So let me open up my email right now. All right, so I've got four more emailed questions, and then uh, I'll take some more live callers, and then we'll wrap up this great show. See, I got the idea for this Q&A from my cooking show. I did a cooking show uh, Q&A. It was not as fun as this one. This is going to be a keeper. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I, CIA, Alice Cardinelli, announced to you the Q&A with CIA. It's going to be a once-a-month series, and it's going to be a keeper. <laughs> All right. So, with that being said, I'd like to uh, <laughs> answer some of these emails. So the first email I have asked me, who do I want to marry the most? If I can marry any celebrity, which one would it be? Well, uh, let's see. That's a very tough question. Who would I want to marry? Hmm. Well, I'd go with Stephanie McMahon. I think Stephanie McMahon is a very nice-looking woman. Very, very nice. And I think that she uh, looks amazing for her age. So if I could, I would marry Stephanie McMahon. All right, so we're moving on down to my next email that I want to read to you. And let's see, this one's got a, oh, this is a very long one. All right, this is just compliments on the show. Thank you very much for your kind words. All right, so so let's see. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. 
what are my favorite stores? So, I have a lot uh, of favorite stores that uh, I enjoy. And um, all of these stores that I like are for my very own personal reasons. And they're all pretty good stores. Now, um, my overall favorite stores would happen to be the local fish and pet stores because I like to buy fish, and the fish-keeping hobby is my personal favorite hobby of all time. So my first favorite store is my local fish store, School of Fish, Inc. And um, I've known the owners of that store for quite a long time, and uh, I really enjoy it. My second favorite store would be uh, Fish Friendly Tropical Fish in South Hadley. And then, of course, I like my PetSmart. We actually finally got a PetSmart right here in Chickadee, Massachusetts that I really enjoy. And I actually like the malls up here. I like the Holyoke Mall and the Eastfield Mall. And um, I like the uh, going to the restaurants. So I've got a lot of favorite stores. And I hope that answers your question. My personal favorite restaurant of all time would be the Texas Roadhouse and Olive Garden. Those are my two favorite restaurants. Although I do like a nice Italian fine dining restaurant as well. All right, let's go on to my third question. Okay. Oh, this is, this is my last question. The fourth email is not even a question at all. That was somebody uh, bringing up a wiser mark that I ran the mention on the air. But who do I think is my best guest and my best co-host? Hmm. Well, you're putting me on the spot here. Because I've had a lot of great guests, and I've had a lot of great co-hosts on my time in podcasting. And um, for me, for me, I'd have to say uh, all my guests are the best. I mean, even the ones that make mistakes. I enjoy their company, and them coming on my show means a lot to me because they, they respect me, and, uh, they, they, and they want to be on my show. But if I had to narrow it down to uh, my best guest that I've ever had on the show, I probably would have to say that the Akari president was my best guest because uh, anytime you can you can interview the uh, the owner and CEO of a high scale company, I really really uh, am privileged. So Akari president Chris Clevers was probably my best guest. As far as co-hosts go, we've had a rough and downs. I mean, William was a good co-host. William T. was a good co-host. But I did not want to uh, change my style. Uh, James Jones is actually a great co-host. He worked very well with me. Jeff T. was a good co-host. But if I had to pick one, I'd say James Jones was my best co-host. All right. So those are all my emailed questions that I got. I'm going to log out of Twitter and log out of email right now because we've only got 10 minutes left on the show. So, folks, please go ahead and call in right now at 1-347-989-8142. That's 1-347-989-8142. You can ask any questions that you want. Come on, folks, call in. 
1-347-989-8142. In the meantime, while we wait for our final callers, I'm going to play two more songs, and when we come back, we'll either have a caller or we'll wrap up the show. The last two songs we're going to play are Bad to the Bone by George Thurgood and Balamos by Enrique Iglesias. Enjoy, and we'll be right back with this awesome show.
every woman I meet, <laughs> they all say satisfied. I want to tell you, pretty baby, what I see, I'll make my own. And I'm here to tell you, honey, that I'm bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad. 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 Don't let the world be 
ladies and gentlemen. Tonight was a very awesome debut of Q&A with CIA Alice Cardinelli. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this great show. Thank you all who sent me emails. I appreciate your questions. Thank you, Mr. Donovan Barger, for calling in and asking that great question. And for once, that was a rumor that I actually enjoy. So thank you all for being a part of this great show. Ladies and gentlemen, mark your calendars. Our next Q&A, CIA House Cardinelli, is going to be Saturday, October 24th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern. And that's Saturday, October 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern, our next Q&A. Folks, I want to thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Have a great rest of your Saturday, and thank you so much for being here live on the American Variety Network. Follow us on Facebook, American Variety Network, and join our fan page today, American Variety Network Fan Group. Follow us on Twitter, American Network One. Alice Cardinelli and CIA is out of here. Good night, everybody.